Now broadcasting live via Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get to I'm like glad your mom wasn't here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Mariachi suit? I don't know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 109. I am Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three segments. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Then we go into the list, comic books that are that we're looking forward to coming out March. March. Wow. January. I was really looking ahead. <laughs> January 18th. Yes, exactly. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating topic, which this week, um, in lieu of a December look back, we're doing a DCNU look back. Yeah. We're going to be looking back at all the uh, books that we're still buying, bought, or may not have really cared about mm-hmm. over the uh, DCNU launch. Yeah, and uh, but as always, before we can delve into our topics, we got to delve into some beers. And uh, right now, we are... Sampling, continuing on with the uh, Sam Adams, the uh, big boy, what do, you, what do you want to call these bottles? The pint and a half? Pint and a half. I don't know, they're like a crazy sampler that they've come up with. Larger, larger bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Magnums. Let's call them Magnums. The big bottle boys. Big, big bottle, bottle boys. boys. We tried a bunch of them last week. Uh, this week, I picked up the Vixen, which is a chocolate Chilean Bach, because... Man, out of that holiday pack, what was the best beer? The chocolate pot. Right. And this one uh, is pretty heavy on the alcohol, 8.5% alcohol by volume. Yeah. And it says it's... Uh, you get that. It has uh, hops, noble hops, and other hops that I can't pronounce. Chilies from Mexico, cocoa nibs from Ecuador, cinnamon from Southeast Asia. So, uh I think I the most the most I get is right now after taking a sip and letting it sit is mm-hmm. I kind of get the cinnamon. In the yeah, back. get a little bit of the cinnamon, mm-hmm. just a little bit. But I was expecting a little more sweet. It's very teriyaki on the front. Hmm. Like I just get that kind I, of. I think that comes a lot from the alcohol. Like yeah, that eight point five. Yeah, I um, think it's the alcohol taste that mixed with the chocolate that gives you what you're describing as teriyaki. I don't taste quite teriyaki, but I know what you're trying to describe. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think it's just that, like... Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's very, I mean, it's very smooth, mm-hmm. but it's not a pleasant taste. No, it's not. You know, honestly, I don't mind this one. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm trying to place, like, get that chili in there, and yeah. I can't... I don't get any it. of that spice. You know, yeah. you, when you think of, like, I was expecting this to be, like, a Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah. You know, especially when they said chili in it. You know, you get that pepper with that, you know, with the chocolate... And that chocolate bock was so smooth. It was like yeah. drinking Nesquik. It was great. It was delicious. And then the the, the black and brew that they had mm-hmm. in there, too, was amazing. And I was really, when I saw this, I go, oh, i got to tell Paul about yeah. this. And you did. And, and, and that's I, why we have it. That's why we have it. But I was really, I was really expecting a lot more mm-hmm. out of this. After having that holiday pack, I thought, well, boy, they, they, they've done it again. Mm-hmm. They've captured lightning three times. Nope. No. It's not bad, though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'd drink it again, but I probably... Would you really? Yeah. 
I'd try it on tap someplace, but I wouldn't pick up another bottle for the price point it's at. It's no, it's almost ten bucks. It's really not carbonated either. Yeah, it, I mean, could because it's you know darker. You don't it's get the, as much it's of that. The, I think this, the box style is supposed to have that smoother kind of ness to it. Yeah, because the the chocolate box was smooth, and I think that's where you get that kind of smooth creaminess to it. And it has that smooth creaminess, mm-hmm. but I just do not like that taste. Yeah, well. Later on in the episode, we'll be trying something much smoother and much thicker and richer uh, from our, one of our favorite breweries. Straight off the back of John's laptop. That's an inside joke about him masturbating <laughs> onto it. Lemon drops. <laughs> Lemon drops. <laughs> no longer an inside joke. Uh, we're yeah, yeah, let people in. Okay. That, that we just started today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be trying the Southern Tier double milk stout, so... Very good, and amazing doing a Irish car bomb with them uh, instead of the Guinness. Oh, I forgot to yeah, get that stuff. I forgot to bring whiskey. That's fine. And I forgot to have whatever that, uh, you know, cream. What, what Bailey's. 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 Irish yeah, I, was gonna, I think I was going to pick it up, but I forgot. Okay. And I, we all dropped the ball. And I actually did two car bombs this afternoon with my father. Hmm. I don't know if I want to. Oh, no, of course I'm going to do more. Yeah, you do. They're delicious. <laughs> they are. Man. Dropping the ball might just lead us into the Week in Geek, where DC Comics might be dropping the ball with drawing the line at two ninety nine, seeing as two titles will be hitting the three ninety nine price point, while picking up, I guess, ten pages because I'm never sure. I really don't know. Like eight pages, really, because what comics are thirty two pages with the usually like thirty two after ads with ads. Yeah. Now, uh, both Detective Detective Comics and Batman Comics are going to go up to forty pages. Uh, with ads and going to be now three ninety nine. Uh, I don't know if the back matter really adds much to the comics. I know DC did that before with adding the you know like secondary story to the books and increasing the price, which we did like actually like whole show about that mm-hmm. before back in our early days. Yeah. Um, I I like the backup features. Um, and as someone who's loving Batman right mm-hmm. now. I'm okay with paying that extra dollar to get more story because Batman is that's a top tier book for me. I will be happy if it's you know just more in that Batman story that Scott Snyder's given more room to breathe, you know, to tell a story given those more pages. But if it's now we're getting a Commissioner Gordon backup in it that doesn't really connect with the story written by somebody else or done by somebody else, then I I won't be as excited and. There's nothing that can get me excited about Detective. What if it's somebody else coming on writing a little backup and a, a good artist coming that later on down the road, what's involving in that backup gets mixed into the main story? Like, say, like, Brubiker comes in and does a Jim Gordon backup, and then a few issues down, his whatever he's detecting gets thrown into that Batman book. It's like... Giving you a little pre-information well, on the story. That would all be written by Scott Snyder. Then, yeah, that's Scott Snyder writing to, you know, his story. Getting those pages to write a story. If they're bringing another writer and, artist, uh, writer and artist team to do the backup, I won't be as interested. Even if it is. But if it's somebody good, and then those two guys are going to do a story together. Mm-hmm. You know what? Honestly, I probably yeah. wouldn't read those backups. Yeah. I don't know. Because... Who was was it on Detective where they were doing the question in the backup of? Yeah, and then they switched between Batwoman and you know, and it just didn't seem to flow right for me. 
And it was always like, you, that backup feature got so little pages, it was hard to keep up on that story. Like, the pacing just did not work. Most yeah, of they only had, like, four, four pages. pages to yeah. tell that in. I was going to let it warm up. Okay, I was going to say, I'll it. No, I didn't want to keep sipping okay. it. I wanted to try that beer warm. Yeah. Well, also in um, DC Comics news, DC just filed a trademark for a new logo for DC Comics and DC Entertainment. Man. Um, last time they did this was in 2005, where they switched out from the DC Bullet that they had been using since 1976 to the... New DC swoosh. I don't yeah. even know yeah. if we have I like a, call it a swoosh. It's swoosh, kind of a swoosh. swoosh with the stars, right? Yeah, with one star. <clears throat> with one star. Um, which I really like that logo. We were mm-hmm. actually at the um, Wizard World convention where they unveiled that for the yeah. first time in Philadelphia, and that logo got some shit from people when they first started showing it off. But I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it looked cool. It was a good updated take on the bullet. Mm-hmm. And their newer one, um, Paul, you saw it earlier yes. when I showed it to you. John, I don't think you had a chance to see I it yet. Not. It's basically a stylized D and C like laid over each other, but the D's peeling back to reveal the C underneath it. And then just in like plain text underneath it, it says like DC, and then underneath it, comics for entertainment. It's almost like this, where but there would be a C underneath this paper. Yeah. I'm describing it to John by peeling back... One of my post-it notes that I have. It's it's like halfway. It's through. kind of a boring logo, yeah. and it doesn't like say to me like, "Hey, big bold comic mm-hmm. books." Like the D is a really like light gray, and the C underneath is just a black. And hopefully, they would you know keep the same color scheme that they're going right. with. But it still looks the D itself that's being peeled, kind of like for the idea that they're going with has to be kind of light and almost pastel. Yeah. All right. You know, and um, just to get that feel of it being pulled back to show a mirroring. Here's the thing: to me, it just it, doesn't work. It does look like a publisher's logo, but it looks more like a book publisher, mm-hmm. not like periodicals. I mean, we're comic book readers. It it looks more like something someone's putting on it to yeah. legitimize it, almost. Uh, and it actually sounds like kind of an older thought. That kind of look doesn't. Here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just loaded it up on my phone to show John. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of stupid. Well, the whole, like, uh, I know the PS Vita, <clears throat> to close down programs, you, you peel the logo off. Like, there's that whole idea of peeling, where you oh. take the edge of it and you kind of swipe it down to peel. I don't like close where it, it peels it doesn't seem It doesn't seem like it has any character or flair. It doesn't. Or, I, I, and here, here's the thing. Not to cut you off, John, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. When, when you go see a DC Comics movie now, mm-hmm. they have that really cool logo with, like, you know, the pixels kind of popping up mm-hmm. and, like, the swirl going around it. Are you going to have, like, the peel coming now? Like, you know, cool breeze. And then you see the, the flutter, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's DC. DC, and it rips off, and it says the C's there, and then it says comics. But that yeah. that logo, it doesn't say bold. It doesn't say this is something active. This is something you want to read. Where that the the current DC logo really does shine, it mm-hmm. it has this kind of flair to it. I think Chris mentioned this, and I think he has a point where it looks like a publisher kind of thing. Maybe it's not for the periodicals. Maybe it is just for the DC like touch, you know, the the app marketplace. Yeah. You know, because it does look like you're actually peeling the thing. You know, it looks like 
like I said with the PS Vita, that whole idea of using a touch interface to peel back or turn the page. But, um, but, but here's the thing. If, it, if, if it's for that... You want something that stands out that somebody's gonna when they're scrolling through yeah. their, iP- their mm-hmm. iPod, you know, they're doing their scroll. Oh, DC, boom! That mm-hmm. you're just gonna flip right over, you're not gonna see it, and then you're gonna scroll back like, who I, the fuck did that? Oh, there it is. I don't know. On the, I mean, because we are kind of getting ahead. Like this mm-hmm. hasn't been officially announced yet. I mean, this kind of leaked on um, bleedingcool.com, where DC followed the trademark for it. Mm-hmm. They haven't announced this yet. They haven't said what they're gonna be using it for what they're going to be putting it on. I mean, like I said, with the last new logo, they started showcasing it early at comic book conventions. They said, hey, this is the very first book that we're going to be putting it on. We haven't gotten anything like that yet. Um, (laughs) But it's not a comic book logo to me. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, what I'm saying with the app marketplace is that normally you're looking, like if you look at the iPod, like they center on like just very simple ideas. You know, they do have colors to them, and they're brighter, and maybe they'll add color to it. But, you know, it's just to make something more, you know, streamlined would kind of make sense than what they have for the DC Comics app now. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if they're going to be putting these on, like, more on just trades and stuff like that, where you don't really get it in the mm-hmm. cupboards in the inside of the book. Like their Earth-1 yeah, kind like, of books. Like those kind of things. Like, oh, yeah. You know, or even if they're going to be doing more, like they do those novelizations of mm-hmm. of the books. But yeah, it doesn't... It well, doesn't... those are actually published through a different publisher. Yeah. Like Hyperion well, maybe... Books, I think. I'm um, not sure. No, it wouldn't be Hyperion. Hyperion's owned by Disney. Oh, okay. So then maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Does the... But yeah, yeah, there's a... But it would be Warner Publishing, you know, the other... Yeah, whatever yeah. their divisions. Yeah. That would do their book publishing but, division does this novelizations. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. It's not going to like. I'm not going to read these books anymore. But yeah, we're not the kind of nerds that get like, like totally upset. But I just think it's a really lame design. I mean, go look at it online. I mean, just Google search DC Comics new logo. Tell us what you think. Contact at baggingbroadcast.com because it it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, no. I, I do definitely think it's only for like the Kindle Fires and the. Stuff like that. It's going to be just their digital stuff. I, I really do think so. Is that your prediction for 2012, Paul? I already have my prediction. I know. For 2012, but, but it's another prediction for 2012. We're, we're still close enough to yeah. last episode. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> well, that was last week. Um, we often go into time machines. <laughs> Am I able to make a prediction that at the E3 for this year, that there will not be a new PS PlayStation show? Is that your prediction? No, but that's because, actually been announced. <laughs> because it's announced. <laughs> so I don't think it would be fair to make it a prediction if I already knew Time machine. was happening. Yeah. Time machine. So no, you, are you guys upset that, you know, we're, we, we've been shown last year the Wii U. They announced it. We were Some people were kind of predicting that, oh, this year at E3 we'll probably get the new Xbox and probably the new PS3 shown. Just in prototype, prototype form in the glass cases where, you know... It's not going to look anything like that yeah, once it finally hits something. Like the PS3 boomerang controller, yeah, you know, and stuff like really that. Lame. You know, just that kind of like getting the ideas out there. And they said, no, we're not going to be showing off anything. Uh, PlayStation 3 has a 10-year lifespan. We said it at the very beginning, and we're not backing that away from that now. And so we're, we're going to be looking at not getting a new PlayStation until 2015, maybe not being shown until 2014. That sounds good to me, because yeah. I don't need to be like, oh, fuck, i got to get a new system, because they're not going to be putting out anything. 
you know, because I we I Chris and I both have X, an Xbox and um and a PlayStation, you know, like who who wants to get to have to get another system, you know, mm-hmm. and especially if the the PlayStation was free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay with this. I think there's more than enough really good stuff coming out right now that we don't have to have a brand new system. I mean, mm-hmm. graphics are awesome as they are like yeah, yeah. and i really don't think we're going to see anything new from sony until they kind of come out with a brand new format for them to put it on much like they did with blu-ray okay until they develop a newer technology where it's like blu-ray no 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 now it's platinum ray guys you gotta get in on this <laughs> ultraviolet oh that's their oh wait no that's the digital thing yeah I, I think that's one of that's see. from warner is it? It's Warner Brothers. It's one of the back backers of Ultraviolet. I I think that's when we're actually going to see a new system from them. I mean, okay, yeah, we just kind of saw the first glimpses of Nintendo's Wii U last E3, mm-hmm. but that's Nintendo playing catch up to yeah. the Sony's and the Microsofts. Mm-hmm. They dropped the ball and go into that kind of family friendly like. They dropped the ball system. by making selling a lot of systems. But the, all for those, years, all those five systems. years on top. Yeah, and all those people are like, yeah, we don't really use it too much. They made their money on the systems there. But you know what? That's well, that's what unlike, Nintendo. Yeah. That's what Nintendo does, though. Unlike yeah. Microsoft and Sony, they don't sell their systems at a loss and yeah. make it up on just the game making, uh, you know, licensing to make the games. They make profit on each and every system sold, <laughs> except, except for, for the 3DS. 3DS. Because they had to take a price cut on good, it to sell it. Good thing they made all their money on the Wii. <laughs> and they posted the loss for the first time last quarter, you know, last quarter, so. I don't know, but I mean, you know, we kind of talked about PlayStation. I mean, you mentioned the Vita before. Mm-hmm. I I think the handhold, handheld consoles are always going to be dominated by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I think everyone else is just trying to fight back against that to gain a little bit of market share. Well, I don't see the Vita being anything... Well, we won't get that until March, right? Uh, middle of February. Middle of February. Okay. But it's, I don't know, I, I could be jaded because I'm not a handheld gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been like a console guy. I've had handhelds, I, I just don't use them. Yeah, um, I think I've, I've had a handful of Game Boys and a, a Sega Nomad or Game Gear. Game Gear. Better either. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took six of them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. dropped it. I had a big black bar across the top so I couldn't play it. Mm. But yeah, uh, the 3DS did have a pretty strong holiday season from what yeah. I've been hearing from sales. But they, the, they did a lot of like cool stuff with the 3DS for this Christmas just to kind of make it like, no, this is it's worth buying now. Because mm-hmm. for 250 yeah. it really wasn't. No, it's, it's so a, that, that 250 could get you a brand new Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Just think, uh, that's how I was thinking yeah. about it. Like, oh, I could spend 250 on a handheld that I'll use every now and then. That's or you could just buy a brand new console that'll work with like everything you wanted to do. The 3DS is bought and sold for people like my cousins that have one. That have them. And playing 3D Mario, you know, uh, New Super Mario 3D Land or mm-hmm. Mario Brothers 3D Land is pretty fun. Uh, and Super Street Fighter 4, you know, 3D is okay. That, I, I, I dabbled with that and it was mm-hmm. cool, but. As, as a yeah, gamer, cool. yeah. if I traveled, like if I lived in the city and had to take the subway. Yeah. I'd probably get one and play it while I'm on the subway. Or if I just had to fly all the time. Like when I used to have to fly to Florida and back, you know, a couple times a year, all right. Yeah. I'd have a, a Game Boy would be great sitting in the airport, sitting on the plane. Mm-hmm. But just 
just for normal day things. Yeah. You know, it's our lifestyle isn't conducive to yeah handheld gaming. Yeah, we don't have long commutes and we drive. <laughs> yeah. We drive those commutes. We can't and, anytime I'm not driving, if I'm on a car trip, it's we're like recording an episode. Like. <laughs> and I, I also get motion sick if I try to play while in a car, so I just can't do it. And honestly, like, not that I fly a lot anymore, but when I do go somewhere, I have my iPod with me. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to music and I'm reading. Like, I'll bring books with me. Well, you better not be playing words with friends online, you know, while in the air, sir. <laughs> be like, well, I'm Alec Baldwin. I can play what I want when I want. <laughs> I'm the voice of everything. Uh, yeah, there's no way for me to segue this to yes. anything else. You got anything to segue it to? I uh, know. Yeah, I can't segue it. Diablo 3. Diablo 3. Coming to councils? Yes! yes! What We're is excited that about? about? Like, that totally breaks up the bracket, I think, from well, what, from our not episode. It does and it doesn't because they confirmed it, but not oh, yeah. really. The lead project designer said it on his own twi- his personal Twitter. Not connected to a, an actual Diablo spokesman. Kind of, it's not from Diablo, or not, not from Blizzard, or Vivendi Studios, you know, or is 2K that owns Vivendi too? I. I think well, so. I think it's all owned by Activision. Activision. So yeah, 2K yeah. is owned by yeah. right. The layers of onion here. I know there's so many layers. None of them have announced that it's come to councils. It's only this one project, uh, lead project designer, that said that he's they're kind of working on it. So they might be working on it and say no, this is scrapped at any moment. Well, they also, made, they made that announcement a while ago too that it may be coming <laughs> to councils. Well, it, okay. it was when they were. A job posting appeared mm-hmm. on their website where they were looking to develop like one of mm-hmm. their properties for like the home console market right off the bat. And I was like, oh, Diablo. And they're like, no, no, no. And then, of course, this yeah. happens. I was thinking Lost Vikings 3. Oh, Paul was the only one thinking that. Oh, <laughs> the last time Blizzard had a uh, console game, it was StarCraft 64 on the N64, right? Um, it might have been because they also had a port of the original Diablo on the PS1. Okay. But I'm not sure, like, the time yeah. frames of, like, when mm-hmm. those were each released. They but, had a port for the PS1 yeah. of Diablo? Wow. It, it was, it was basically Diablo. I mean, mm-hmm. it played a lot like it did on the PC because I had it. Oh. But I never had it, so. It was actually one of the first PS1 games that I got. It was that and, like, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Yeah, yeah. That was the first one I got. But exciting news. Exciting. Yes. If it does turn out. If it does turn out. I've actually been talking to other people about this, and it definitely opens up for people who aren't PC gamers, because it's like, yeah, I don't have to worry about my console not running this, because Mm -hmm. no, it will. You know, PC, it's kind of like that, oh, it might, it might not. I do hate the idea of them being like, oh, well, should I buy it on PC? Or do I have to buy it on console? Which console? If it's not cross cross platform gaming, uh, if I want to play it on Battle.net with friends, and do they even have Battle.net set up for the consoles? I don't think so. And what took the most delay for StarCraft Two, uh, Sons of Liberty, or Wings of Liberty to come out? It was setting up Battle.net. So I don't really see them releasing this on console. I really do think it's just somebody, you know, they're working on it, looking at it, but I think it'll probably be scrapped. Oh, we've already been waiting two years for this game. Right. Exactly. So, it's in closed beta. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think, if we do get it, it'll be 
maybe even a year <laughs> after the the Which PC okay version. I, I if they said, "Listen, it's going to be a year," I'd say, "All right, I'll wait another year." <laughs> it's a game I want to play. It's a game we just. I was just in, installing Audacity out of my computer. I was like, "I have no, <laughs> I have no room left in my memory." So, yeah, to to be able to play this game, mm-hmm. I'll wait another year. But I I think I think Blizzard's smart enough to. Not announce that it's coming out on console, too. So people will just go out and buy it for their PC and then buy it again on console? Yes. <laughs> but also, also, people have... I mean, what's rivaling computer games is the console games. And if you're going to be making... If you're going to be making a... Um, if you're going to be making a game, why not have it on all those platforms? Because mm-hmm. it sells well on all of them. I mean, Skyrim... Sold well on all all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another big game that just came out? Um, I mean, it, all yeah. your shooters. I mean, your mm-hmm. Call of Duty's, your yeah. Battlefields. There's always going to be that core, like, well, I have a PC. I'm going to get the best performance out right. of this. Even though there's, like, millions and millions and millions of uh, people playing on console. Especially if the video game is originally designed and skewed for the PC. Because normally if you take a console game and you're thinking about releasing it on PC, the big obstacle... For the publisher is being like, well, if we release it on PC, it's just going to get pirated, yeah. and we're going to just—it's not going to make money any money on PC. So a game being released PC primary, and then they're being like, dude, we can make an X ton of money over on the Xbox and PS3. Of course they would, but maybe it'll come out on the 3DS. <laughs> Touchscreen interface. Tap on those. Uh, zer- tap on them. Tap on them. Tap on them. Tap the Zergs. Tap. Tap. Tap them. Tapity tap 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 tap. I would just be worried how the how the controls go because I am using that point and click like to go. Mm-hmm. Would you be more of just directing? Yeah, I think instead of just like pointing to move somewhere, you'd, you'd just be, be controlling it with your mm-hmm. uh, analog stick. And then an A, and then the triggers for the two powers that you would have uh, mapped to the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you want to change it, you hit down, kind of like in Skyrim, and then yeah. I would guess the tree would come up, and you would pick the power to assign it to the left and right. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I can't wait. And that worked. Yeah, that's the only thing I was thinking of. Like, okay, then how do I change it without taking me completely out of the action? Oh, Skyrim. You yeah. press down, it, it's pauses just, it, it just pauses and then... everything, and just like, it's very quick mapped. I mean, it's it does work really well. On Diablo, when you pick up the... To get, you know, on the PC, at least in Diablo 2, it wouldn't stop the action. Yeah. You just have to be quick about changing. It, it sucked trying to switch between, like, mm-hmm. your different skills because it's like, while you're doing that, it's like, no, I'm being attacked by, like, mm-hmm. four different things now. But, man, where, where are you going to put your hotkeys to drink those potions? One through seven. Um, well, this one, it, it's a little bit more action-oriented, too, mm-hmm. where, like, they drop the orbs, so yeah. you don't even have to you worry about health orbs instead of yeah, having to drink potions. That is very true. Man, I don't know. It's, it's definitely something that I would pick up. So you're saying you're excited for it. Yes. You're saying you're excited if, for it. Yes. When, if, and the I, operative word. I will also say I'm excited for it. Almost as excited as I am for the 18th of this month. Where new what? Comics Comic book day? Will be coming out. What? Wow. Paulo, what's got you so pumped for the 18th? Are we in the list? We are in the list. Because my legs fall asleep. Hold on. Let me move. Uh, I have to say. We're back with the list. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I'm really excited for Batman Issue 5, written by Scott Snyder. Uh, art by, I'm forgetting his name, but I have it. Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, man, the Court of Owls cannot exist, right? Like, No, no Batman says it doesn't. No, he, he, does, he looked into it. 
He killed an owl when he was a small boy. Man. Yeah, I like that. I was like, no, when I was a kid, I looked into it. It's like, you were like eight. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that that scene that there was written in uh, issue four where he kills that one owl, I'm like, no, Batman is psychopathic. Dope. He is. I thought you were just getting that now. <laughs> well, before it was always kind of like, like Grant Morrison wrote, wrote him kind of like, no, no, he's just a kid that never grew up. You know, he, he as soon as I, th- he he's died, the Peter Pan of violence. <laughs> exactly, like that's how Grant Morrison wrote him. Like, it, <laughs> like he he was having you know like he went out with these young sidekicks because he, he was like grasping at that kind of thing. Yeah, like his youthful indiscretions. But yeah, uh, Scott Snyder is definitely writing him more obs- obsessive. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, a lot more in what I've loved since Scott Snyder has gotten on to a Batman title is that he is definitely a detective. Yeah. Detective for his superhero second. And sometimes, like, he's getting his butt kicked in Action Man third. Especially when he's, like, getting out of the way of a burning building. Yeah. It's destroying around him, which is good to see. I mean, this is... If you are a Batman fan, right now, Batman has everything you want from mm-hmm. a Batman story. It's... Very solid. It takes me back to like the early two thousands, reading like the Greg Rucka and Ed mm-hmm. Brubaker stuff, because it is very just like that street crime. There's mm-hmm. something happening. I'm looking into. It. I'm a, I'm a detective. Mm-hmm. I'm Batman. Like it. It's perfect, and that's why I don't mind paying three ninety nine for this book because it's so effing good. Yeah, John or Chris? What, what? Well, John's pointing at me, so I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, because you were talking about how much you love Batman, and apparently that's got to be your pick for the list. Well, right? apparently it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, because you can't have Batman without Nightwing. Well, you can. You can. Don't You're not gonna have a good there's, one. But there, there's Dick no. Grayson has been playing a heavy part in the Batman. You know, comic. especially I mean, everything since like Gates of Gotham with Scott mm-hmm. Snyder and um, Kyle Higgins. writer Kyle Higgins on this. It's just. These books go hand in hand so mm-hmm. well, and I'm really glad to be a Batman fan right now because I'm getting two solid books that mm-hmm. come out on the exact same day every week. I yeah. mean, Cal Higgins and Eddie Barrows are delivering a fantastic Nightwing read, mm-hmm. and it's hasn't been this good probably since the mid-2000s, like the Devin Grayson stuff. And also what links those two books is uh, Greg Capullo and uh, Eddie Barrows. They draw characters that are hard to tell apart. When uh, Barbara Gordon shows up with the redhead that he's sleeping with from the Haley Circus, mm-hmm. you can't really tell them apart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the the Bruce Wayne and the one mayor guy yeah. are to tell apart. And even Dick Grayson looks a little like he Dick, could be. Dick looks younger, though. He's yeah, he does look younger. Hair. And he has a slightly different hair. But if he was Batman the whole time, or he, if he was yeah. Bruce Wayne, like, I would buy him as Bruce Wayne, too. Like, he doesn't look. Light. He doesn't look thinner and light, you know, live and extreme like acrobat. He is a little bit smaller. Yeah. But seriously, if that could have been Batman also, like if he wouldn't. And I, not to completely sidebar of the mm-hmm. list, but I think that's a problem that a lot of artists have is drawing actual people differently. Right. And I think someone like David Finch is a prime example of that because every character he draws looks exactly the same. That's because all of his noses are the same. And, like, the eyes, like, they're, like, really crinkled. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But I, I don't like having to re- rely on, okay, well, this character has this costume on. That's yeah. who it is. I mean, that's what 
someone like Mike Allred does fantastically because he draws everyone a little bit different. I mean, I know his style's completely different. Right. Yeah, I think but, that's where the more cartoony uh, artists have it over because they can get away with making exactly, people yeah. bigger or smaller and just being, you know, having more room than trying to stick with what is constrained to what is, you know, more realistic. Yeah. Very much so. John, what about you? Uh, I'm looking forward to DC Universe DC Universe Presents number five. Uh-huh. Not because I've been picking up the series because I dropped that book, yep. but because with number six, it's all new. It's mm-hmm. going to be all new um, little story arc going with the Challengers. So, of the Unknown? Yep. Of the Unknown. Wow. So I'm looking forward to this book because it's stopping the dead man. <laughs> stopping him! <laughs> the end of dead man. Now, this is something like when DC announced this mm-hmm. book, I was like, awesome. It's an great. anthology book! And then it's not. No. <laughs> I, I think if they did it more like an anthology book, it's a book that I would be picking up mm-hmm. every single month. Right. As it stands right now, okay, well, they did Dead Man. Dead Man five issues. Five issues of Dead Man. That's five months. I'm already I'm already out of this book. Yeah, like, I wouldn't look to see who is in it week, month to month. And here, here's yeah. the thing, like, a challenge of the unknown book. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's I'm not going to pick it up though. Yeah. Well, who is who's on it? Uh, Dan DiDio and um, okay. he did a great Metal Man. Yeah, the Metal Man was actually and a lot. Jerry Ordway. Okay, oh, and Jerry um, he's also I doing classic like comic book style. Yeah, he's also doing like the art. Book. Yeah, Jerry Ordway's art. I don't, I don't. You know, I liked him the most when Mike Norton was doing his inks yeah. over him. But if it's Jerry Ordway on Jerry Ordway, uh, just has that really old, stiff kind of style that I don't enjoy. Yeah. He was but, run on uh, Justice Justice Society. Yeah. Uh, really drug me down. But here's the thing, you know, if this everybody, was... <laughs> everybody on Justice Society brings it down. Is never happy with Justice Society. <laughs> I was she very, loves that book. I was very happy when that was from issue one to issue uh, Justice Society, from JSA one. To Justice Society of America number, what, 24, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or 25. You, you know, if it goes to stand again, like, if this book was coming out and it was like, you get a couple pages of a dead man story, the challenge mm-hmm. of the own, unknown story, then, you know, some other characters that don't appear, I, I'd probably still be picking it up. If it was the, if it was weekly comics in, you know, yeah. regular comic book form. form. Yeah, I would be all over it too. It's yeah, it's a book like you said, Chris. It fell off my radar because I was uninterested in Deadman. No, but Paul, it, has anything else fallen off your radar? Maybe. <laughs> wow, what a great segue! I think what we'll be, and that's what we're going to be discussing in our next segment when we're going to be reviewing the books that have fallen off and what we're still keeping from DCNU. And before we start off our main topic, it's time to pour ourselves the Southern Tier. Double X Stout, double milk stout. Glug, 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 Contains lactose sugars. <laughs> I was making pouring sounds. <laughs> uh, and that's what makes this a milk stout because it has the lactose sugars, which lactose is normally found in milk. Um, it gives it a more creamy quality to it, and that's why they add it. And uh, we had only one milk stout on this podcast before, and that was the left hand, left hand brewery. And I kind of been in, I enjoy the left hand, or at least in my memory of the left hand brewery, a little bit more. This has this uh, a little bit of bitterness on it that uh, kind of takes me out of the smooth richness taste of the of a milk stout that I associate. 
The left hand's very, very good. That was actually the first milk salt I ever actually had. Mm -hmm. um, this is pretty good, though. It, it, it's very good. The thing is, is um, Left Hand's Brewery, their milk stout, is one of their staples. Mm -hmm. Where Southern Tier like to brew different things. So this is, hey, let's make a milk yeah. stout. So this is it. It's, it is a, it's a very good beer. Um, it's a strong milk stout. But it's a str it's a stronger. Stout. I mean, it's a little more stouty. I mean, it, it's a good cold Southern, night beer. Mm -hmm. Southern Tier's not known too much for their stouts, but to do flavor, more flavored beers like this. <laughs> um, I don't think they have a stout. They have good IPAs. On their normal, yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of hoppy kind of guys. Mm -hmm. The only thing is when they get to the more dessert stuff with the creme brulee and that yeah. stuff, and that's where this kind of falls into, mm -hmm. where I think maybe if they want a little less on the stout where you're going to get that bitter, people are just going to say, oh, it's just like the creme brulee, but it doesn't have the creme brulee flavor. So they right. think they want to take a little step away from their other dessert mm -hmm. beers. Because what they also have, um, they have another dessert beer out right now. The chocolate stout? Uh, something, I think it's like a, just called a cream something. Oh, really? I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Hmm. I'd be willing to try that, though. I I really enjoy this one. It's just not as good mm. as Left Hand. Yeah. But Left Hand I, I is, it's so, good. it's so smooth, yeah. and it's nice. It's, it just has some great, it's mm -hmm. just, it is really great beer. It is hard to find in our area, though. I've only been able to find it once, yeah. and when I did, I bought it. So this is, you know, if you can't find it, this is a strong mm -hmm. contender. It does have a nice mouthfeel. It does. It is fuller, you know, a little thicker than a normal beer is. But, yeah, we, we're just putting it up against the heavyweight champion of the world here with the left hand. No. And if you're a brewer that says, no, left hand sucks compared to my milk stout, let us know and mail us see our milk stout. <laughs> yes, please do. We will gladly review it. Yeah. So that's what we do here. Oh, guys, uh, I forgot to <clears throat> talk to you about this because uh, I downloaded an app called Untapped mm -hmm. where you get to track all the beers you drank and oh, put, yeah. you know, rate them and then they give you suggestions on, you know, kind of like a Netflix of, of beer. Where it gives you uh, suggestions on how you've been rating things, and it's kind of good. I'm going to look into that, actually. I, I Untapped without an E. So, Untapped. Yeah. Okay. So U-N-T-A-P-P-D. That actually sounds like a good app. It is. Yeah, it's pretty fun, and I, I'm like, oh, man, I should remember to actually start doing this while we do the podcast, and then maybe tweet out my thoughts on each yeah. one of these beers. I hope they have it on Android. Good find, Paul. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Good, good find. Chip, chip, cheerio. And, uh... They do have. That is something that we're picking up on our phones, but what are we dropping on our lists? <clears throat> yes, physical yeah. infinite. We're back with the main talk. Hey, we're back with my buddy. That's what I do because John did it earlier. We're back. That was funny. What was that? We're back. So it's been a, a few months now since uh, DC launched the new 52 um, mm -hmm. We're five months in at this point, so we've had enough time to try out, read, absorb mm -hmm. all the books that they've put out and kind of make our decisions, you know, which ones we really liked, which ones were meh, and which ones we hated. Yeah. Um, but she heard a lot of, about that before, but now this is what it all comes down to. Which yeah. ones are we still actually reading? Mm -hmm. uh, originally, I was picking up 38 of the... <laughs> Uh, fifth, new 52. Which we tried to tell you no, Paul! Well, that was because, you know, it, it, the number one issues, you know, where we picked up, we drafted our 14, and then we, you know, also talked about, you know, we picked up some of the other ones because we were all interested in them, the ones that we can craft. 
And uh, that has been pared down quite a bit. This is rightfully should have been. To, to a solid 11. Okay, that's good. You know, that's, and I think that's a good helping. This is from the original 52. This does not include, like, things like the Huntress or Shade. Um, the, you know, the new miniseries that are also coming out. Guys, uh, what what number of books have you gotten down to? Don't list them. Just count I'm actually just counting. Um, I'm currently picking up nine or ten. Yeah. Because um, one, I've just decided, like, within the past week. <laughs> John is counting on John. his fingers. Um, I, I think I got four or five. So... Including the ones that you look forward to reading from Chris? No. Well, which ones would you be picking up if, if like, you didn't, weren't Six. able to borrow? Six, nine. Yeah. Six, okay. So... Yeah. Like, Honestly, I, I, I stand at, like, nine. <laughs> yeah, uh... You know, it's just been a weird thing. Like, there were some books that I immediately dropped. Yeah. Like, right away. Like, Catwoman, number one. Legion, both of them. Blackhawks, you know, I didn't even pick up number two. Suicide Squad I was interested in, but just yeah. didn't pick up number two for whatever, you know. It, which I, I kind of had that same thing happen, which I'm kind of looking at maybe a, like a blessing in disguise, because mm-hmm. I didn't order Suicide Squad number two. I would have read it if it had... You know, showing up in my Dropbox, like I would have bought it, but since I didn't order it, I didn't get it. So it's kind of one of those ones where it was like, oh well, you know what? I'm not going to go on the search for it. If I had it readily available, I probably would have picked it up. Um, same thing since I see it on the top of the stack there, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Yeah, I really like that book. Mm-hmm. Not something not... that I was going to search mm-hmm. out though. Right. Well, with me, with being a Wednesday shopper, it's one of those things like, do I want to be spending all this money this week? It's comp- so these books compete against each other, yeah. like on the shelves. And Birds of Prey was one of those ones that, if it came out during the lighter week for me, I'd probably be still picking up. But you know, I it was one of the uh, original nine that I dropped after the first, right? Nine, uh, yeah, one of the first nine that I dropped after the first month. Yeah, and it just was that. And Batman and Robin also was just like, how many Batman books can I really be picking up? And that's actually what did it for me, because I enjoy Batman and Robin, but when I compare it to the heaven that is Batman, I, I keep talking about it in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. episode oh, yeah. number one or nine is the one where I sing the praises of Scott Snyder's Batman. But as much as I like, you know, what Pete Tomasi's doing on it and Pat Gleason's art, it's just not as good mm-hmm. as Batman, much like... You know, the southern tier milk stuff's not as good as the left hand. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, yeah. but it just doesn't have that, man, I can't wait to pick this one up. Yeah. Very true. <clears throat> Is there a book that's kind of like on that cusp where you were like, ah, kind of want to pick it up, but it's just not as good as I want it to be, and you just dropped it? Because uh, you're only picking up six titles. Or four. All and then st- or, um, All-Star Western. Yeah. Is It's still on that cuss because I really I dig I really dig Jonah Hex working with Dr. Arkham. The yeah. two of them together is great, but I'm just not getting that story I want from them. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm looking through previews, I kind of look what the story is about and I go Ugh, it's 350. I don't want I, I'm not going to pay 350 for a book that's just not getting it for me even mm-hmm. though I have this bit of faith in it. Mm-hmm. And the other book that's always teetering that 
I kind of dropped for a couple books, but the new story arc is picking up is um, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. And one of the reasons I, I am going back to that book is because someone for Christmas got me uh, the whole start of Frankenstein in the DCU, and I really like that, and I want to give it another chance. The Seven Soldiers of Victory Run. Yes. Huh. I know that well. <laughs> Paul gave it to me for Christmas. It was something you wanted when we were talking about Christmas at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but, um, you know, it, it it is tough because, like, those are books, like, they almost seem like they're they're written for me, mm-hmm. but yet I'm they're just not done to what I want. A lot like one of the big ones that I had dropped, which was the Dark, uh, dark JLA. Yeah. Because it, written, it seems like it's the exact perfect book, what I want, and it just does not bring it to the table for me. Hmm. And I think I ended up having to get the first three issues because I pre-ordered them. But the third one, I picked it up three times to try to sit down and read. Mm-hmm. And after I get past like the second page, I'm like, I don't want to read this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I throw it aside. Wow. I, I, I'm kind of similar on... The Flash, where I've been picking it up up until this fourth issue that came out uh, last month, and it's a book that I enjoy, but it's I don't, but I find it constantly on the bottom of my stack every week that it, every time it comes out, it's like one of the last books I read. Like when I go to the comic book shop, I'm on a half hour break from work, and there are certain books that I read in the car before I go back into work and might be three to four minutes late. Even though I'm never late coming back from lunch, <laughs> uh, nobody listens to this. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying though. Like the, there's definitely the book that comes out each week that you're you're going to read first, and the Flash was never that book. You know, See, coming out of it, I, I'm kind of right there with you on the Flash because I I ordered the first mm-hmm. one and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. because I didn't order the ones after that. It was kind of one of those like, well, it's not on the shelf. Yeah. I wound up buying number two because our comic book store got restocked on it, so mm-hmm. I grabbed it. Then I missed issue number three, but it was one of those ones where it was like, I don't need to keep buying this. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a good book. Yeah. It just, yeah. I was kind of aiming to get down to ten books. Like, that, this whole, like, when we talked about doing this as a podcast, I was like, you know what, I, I really should try to skim this down to ten, and I'm still at eleven. Like... But I'm okay. Like, I think I'm okay now. That, that's not that's bad. I mean, you figure you're looking at maybe like three, four books a week yeah. when you go. But I'm now picking up more from Marvel than I ever did before, too. Yeah. So. But I'm with John. I'm probably dropping Captain America, too. Because I finally read my issues of Captain America. Right? Yeah. It's not... And the art. The art really throws you off, too, once you get... Once... Yeah, uh, McNiven's off. McNiven leaves. Mm-hmm. Which you couldn't even finish the, the last book. Yeah. Hmm. Very upsetting. But Paul, what books out of the New 52 are you still looking forward to? Like, are, Which, which are the ones that are, are on the top of that stack? Every time that I pick them up, uh, surprise, probably the most surprising to me is I, Vampire. Really? Like, if I pick that up that week, I'm not sure what else comes out that same week. John, can you, can you, do you have that open? Yeah, I can get there real quick. All right. Uh, but yeah, that is one that I'm like... Wow, this is a really good series. Uh, issue four, they you know introduced all his kind of side characters. This month, number five, John Constantine shows up, and it's just been a really solid book. 
for something that kind of started off slowly with the first issue being Andrew's look at the, you know, at this outbreak, this new this new vampire war, and then number two was Mary's kind of like saying that the same event was happening just from her point of view. I'm like, oh, this could this is interesting, but I could see this getting really slow. And nope, issue three and four, and then five has picked up the pace. And it's see, like, that's that's really go. cool because this is a book that I enjoyed, but it didn't make my cut. Like this was one that I actually bought for when we did our entire, like look at all the fifty two. And it just, I liked it, but not enough to kind of continue on with it. If it was a Vertigo book, I'd probably pick up the trade. Hmm. But that's just how I am. That is, that is how you are. are. But you're saying, like, this one, it's got the, it's got the goods. It's so got it's the safe. hook on it. And, man, why can I not find where it is released? Because it came out already. So... So it has to be, like, a week one or two release. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it on the list here on the website so I don't know well I just found it it comes out that last week of the month and only issue 4 is out so I'm sorry if you were like oh man issue 5 is out that's my mistake Um, and that's a really light week for me but that is no matter what uh, week that would come out it would still be top of the stack only second to like Batman or maybe like um, Resurrection Man or Swamp Thing. Hmm. That's surprising. Like it is just that you know I just am really it's something so different from DC. Yeah. It, it, you're right. If it was a Vertigo book, it would be something that I'd be picking up the trades maybe. But or get just lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because I think even if it was a Vertigo book, I'd probably be picking it up in, tra- in issues. Just because, you know, it's something you kind of started with, and it's yeah. been that good. Hmm. Chris, what's, what's been top of your stacks? Honestly, it was uh, my number one pick when we did our DCNU draft, mm-hmm. and book that, whenever it comes out, it's actually the first book I read. is actually Justice League of America. Hmm. Um, or Justice League, I think is what they're mm-hmm. calling it. Um, this book's delivering for me. It's exactly what I want out of... A Justice League book, just that big, over-the-top superhero action, and I'm just having fun with it. It's probably the like fun book that I'm reading. Like everything else, I'd say even more so than like Red Hood, which does have that kind of like campiness to it. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go Justice League. It is a super fun book. Like um, I've, I've borrowed it a couple times from Chris. And um, I think, except for the latest one that came out, I'm really ca- I'm caught up on it. And it is. It's just fun. Um, I think each character is unique. They have a good voice. And you know what it's building towards. Mm-hmm. And you still can't wait for the first interaction of these guys with Darkseid. You know, it, 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 is, it is fun. And you, you know the history of these characters and then watching them all to come together, it's it's fun. It's like how would you you would want to see, like a Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe for a Justice League movie, I would understand. But this is a book that I dropped after the second issue because I was reading it and I'm like, oh, this is this book is not for me, like the long time DC reader, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying long time DC reader, meaning that I've been reading DC for more than ten years. Yeah, and um. It just seemed like so heavy-handed, like, oh, we're going to go see Superman because he's an alien and he might know something about it. And, oh, I'm going to just call my best friend. 
Barry Allen to come over here and take care of this guy. It just seemed like, oh, they're just kind of complimenting the, the whole idea of these guys getting together. And it well, I, was I, very written for the new readers. I'd rather have that, though, than the, the story be decompressed and take 12 issues to come up. Well, it's I got two issues in, and you've only met four of the Justice League so far. And there's yeah. only, like, three more people on the Justice League, and they all show up in, like, issues three and four. Like, from here on out, it's all just them doing Justice League stuff. And you, I mean, you missed when Wonder Woman shows up, right? You didn't read that? No. Because that, that is so much fun. It really is. Like, her showing up and, like, her having ice cream for the first time. Hmm. It's, it's, it's in those fun moments in the book. And then two seconds later... She's got a publicist saying, no, please don't cut that man's... Okay, you cut that man's head off. Oh, he was an alien. Oh, okay. And she goes to, she goes to war just cutting through guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it is, it's fun. It's a great take on these new characters. Like, I would... If, if this was collected in a book and I had the choice of this or um, DC New Frontier, mm-hmm. I would say th- this Justice League is the better book of all these wow. characters coming together. I really enjoyed DC New Frontier. And same thing with that book. It took a while to get things going. Mm-hmm. And the whole, oh, they're coming up, you know, most of the characters all show up in the last issue. Or right. The last two issues, you know. Mm-hmm. This one, at least, you're getting them all front-loaded. Well, in the first four issues. First four issues. Of a series that... Well, what's the first story arc supposed to, How long is the first story arc? Um, I think the first story arc is like eight or nine issues. So halfway through, you get the team together? Well, the team's almost already together. The only one that's probably going to take a while to get there is going to be Cyborg, and he's all put together now. No, he's already he's already appearing in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. He appears in the first issue, kind of. Well, yeah, but I mean, but he's, he's not Cyborg yet. He's not Cyborg yet. But, you know, the whole thing of like, oh, we got to fight. Superman, and then Batman's like, wait, why are we fighting him? Like, by the end of the second issue, it's like, yeah, why were you guys fighting? Other than to fill up space. I felt like this was... Yeah, but you got those great flash moments where nobody's ever hit me. Mm -hmm. And he's zipping around, zipping around, zipping around, and then then he gets Mm -hmm. flicked by Superman. Like, that was a great moment. It is fun. I just didn't feel like it was for me. I'm like, okay, I'd rather read, like, Brad Meltzer's rock of picking a team over the Justice League. I'd rather read... DC New Frontier, because that wasn't so much, you know, just setting up what the Justice League was. It was setting up the whole DC universe. You know, it was also Hal Jordan's origin story and Martian Manhunter's origin story. And, you know, and I I, I did enjoy that. And that was set up to be a 12-issue maxi-series, and it was. And John Henry Irons, and, you know, it was two different things. That that was more of a prestige book, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much were those issues when they came out? Yeah. No yeah. advertisements. Yeah, three fifty or four fifty. I mean, that, that was done to. Yeah. I mean, all done with Darwin Cook. I mean, it's they're it's very great. different kinds yeah. of books, though. You know? I I wouldn't compare them. You know, if the comparison wasn't made. But um, yeah, it's just one of the ones that I just dropped because I'm like, this doesn't feel like it's for me. I understand it is fun and it can be exciting, but yeah, I'm just it wasn't for me. Yeah. Mm. Huh. It's a um, book that, you know, you're jumping on top of every week when you get it. Demon Knight. Really? Uh, I do. I think that book is so much fun. I really enjoy it. And not only that, I've um, I passed it off to 
um, I passed it off to a person, my first three issues, and, and, and said, hey, you know, check it out. It's, uh, it's a really great book. And um, he returned and said, man, that's fantastic. He goes, yeah, like, I think he, he's going to go talk to his shop and see about getting them. So I've just loved the whole play between all those characters. Mm-hmm. I love that mythos of them all. And um, it, it adds new characters to the DC universe. You got the horsewoman. You got the Exodus or whatever her name is, the Exile. Uh, basically, the Amazon yeah. woman, and it's, it's and the uh, Arabian guy that basic his name is basically algebra, but it's not quite algebra. No, he's all interested in facts and doesn't believe magic exists, even though he's standing next to the demon. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, that's just a transformation that you do. And it, the demon's like, no, no, I actually swap places with the demon. I actually end up in hell and in prison there. I, I have no control over him. It's like, no, no, don't lie to me. It's just a fancy trick. No. So maybe this is one I need to give another shot because I really enjoyed the first issue and then I read the second one and I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't feel the need to read anymore. Where Vandal that. Savage is eating dragon meat? Yeah. Because he's like, we could love dragon meat. <laughs> isn't yours. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I couldn't yeah. get into it. Like, I don't know if because, like, I was just kind of caught off guard by the first one mm-hmm. or what, but. I have this, like, the the first one really puts a lot up there, and the second one isn't as good. But, like, to me, I just really like the concept, and I was just invested in it. And I've, and I, I still am. I still, mm-hmm. I still enjoy everything. And even like the one issue, kind of takes you out of this whole battle, uh, battle being the siege, and it gives you the kind of origin story of the Shining Knight. Mm-hmm. And I still found that fascinating. I still enjoyed that immensely, mm-hmm. and to find out where that character was coming from. So yeah, it's. I think we all we all have similar tastes, but very different tastes at the same at the same time of what we like. Well, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're picking up Justice League Dark. Yes, I am. I can't stand that book. I, it just it's it so ties. I feel like it so ties into what's happening in Demon Knight. Like I can't help myself but pick it up just to get more Demon Knight without getting more Demon Knight. No, and I I don't see um, it like that at all. I, I don't. So I mean, you and I both like Demon Knight, but yeah. we don't like that book. So <laughs> similar taste yet, yeah, very different. Have you kept up on Supergirl at all? After the first one. No, uh, just the second issue. Okay. So that's that's actually one that I was considering actually ordering because I read the first one, liked mm-hmm. it. Then I didn't read any of the other ones after that. But I thought about picking those up because it was the same thing with Superboy. Like, I really enjoyed Superboy, but I didn't order beyond issue number one. So when I didn't have them in my pull box, I was like, well, they're sold out. I can't get them. And mm-hmm. I wanted to actually go back and try to start ordering those yeah. and pick them up monthly now, but it's at the point where it's like, I've missed four issues. I don't want to jump into it now. Yeah. I'm okay with spending that money on, you know, those Marvel books, you mm-hmm. know, like picking up Wolverine and the X-Men. Children's Crusade, if it ever comes out. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl is one of those ones, because I, like I said, I wanted to kind of almost limit myself to 10 DC books, but uh, I basically pick up about three every week, and... I'm picking up 11, as we said at the beginning. Uh, and Supergirl comes out the same week Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, and Nightwing come out. And it just, 
isn't as good as those three books. Yeah. It's, well, I, and also I don't have an affinity for Supergirl as much as I do for Batman, Nightwing, or Wonder Woman. Yeah. But Wonder Woman has been a really good book. Brian Azarella and Cliff Chang have been really strong on that. Yeah, I just flipped through number four that's sitting there, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this still looks pretty good. I like the first one a lot. It's something that I wouldn't mind checking mm-hmm. out, you know. Just didn't find its way to my uh, Top subscription best. list, you know. Mm-hmm. That is, that's coming out this week. Yay! I'm like, where's the number five? Oh, right, this week. But John, what else? Uh... Uh, Aquaman's been up there for me. Um, it, I think it... Jeff Johns has a little bit too much trouble with having taking a little too long with these like his flash that whole first story arc and it's kind of the same thing where issue four we're still fighting those monsters from under the sea from the deep um that's over it's going to be something new and even with those i still enjoy i still enjoy those aquaman moments and it's been really it has been really good i've liked the art and i'm like i like to see where it's going to go from here yeah, Aquaman was one of those titles that I didn't even pick up the first issue and you let me read it. And I'm like, eh, I understand. Like, it is cool. He's trying to redeem this character. But it just still didn't have a hook for me. So, oh, yeah. There we go. I know. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it was just one of those ones that never found its way on my stack. Even though it's during the lightest week, you know. Yeah. Possible for me. That, that should be like the top tier book that week, and you're picking up I Vampire yeah, instead. instead. Mm-hmm. And I'm dropping the flash. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, any like any other top tier books or? Um, honestly, like Batman and Nightwing for yeah. me. I and mean, we've talked the hell. We talked a lot about, about that. I mean, you mentioned before you dropped uh, Teen Titans. That's one that I'm still picking up, just because I that's where I'm getting my Tim Drake fix. Yeah. I'm liking everything that's happening. Like the last you issue, do? yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Like the last issue with um, Wonder Girl versus Superboy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoyed that. Like it was finally getting some action. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still not 100 percent on all the characters that they're putting in there. Yeah. But I like that I have Bart Allen. Mm-hmm. Like I've got my Tim Drake. I've got like the Superboy in there because I'm not buying mm-hmm. Superboy. Superboy. So it's, I'm kind of getting my full from that. You're saying you're Tim Drake, and that's the one. That's the reason I dropped the book because I felt Bart Allen felt like Bart Allen mm-hmm. from what I read, but Tim Drake just didn't seem like Tim Drake that I got from even Red Robin. See, you know, did, were you buying the Teen Titans book? Not since you know. Okay. The, the, who who came when they started the Clock King basically yeah. stuff? That's when I the Sean McKeever. Okay, yeah, the Sean because this is very much like the Tim Drake that you got in that. Like this is mm-hmm. the Tim Drake who's in charge of the team. It's not your solo book, Tim mm-hmm. Drake. I mean, as weird as it's to say, like they are two kind of different characters, right? Um, and as much as I would love just like a Red Robin book again, like mm-hmm. this is all I can get. As long as he's in here, I'll probably be buying it. Unless it gets horrible, horrible, horrible. I really like him leading the team and him kind of being that has been a sidekick, knows what it's like to really be out in the lines and then bringing this team together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that. But, 
besides that, um, the Green Lantern books, I've been picking up those. Red Lanterns is kind of on the cusp. And even then, like, after writing down everything and thinking about it, I was like, I don't need to buy this many Green Lantern yeah. books. I may have finally reached the critical mass. I don't know. <laughs> four was not enough, but maybe it is. It's, I don't know, like... It's four, right? Well, you have Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern New Guardians. And then Red um, Lanterns. And then Red Lanterns, yeah. So that's four. Yeah, which is amazing to me that they have that many... Green Lantern titles out. And, but the thing is, like, each book is kind of has its own thing going for it. Mm-hmm. That if you want, okay, I'm going to pick up this book. But then it's like, uh, what they're doing, they're not the best at it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I need to buy this? But it's like, well, I like Guy Gardner. Right. And everything he's doing in Green Lantern Corps is great. Mm-hmm. But do I want to keep buying yeah. that book? And it, it's crisis of faith. Yeah. I think, you know, from I got to read the first two issues of Green Lantern from you, and if it was anybody else on art other than Doug Mackey, I think I would have probably picked up that book. Yeah. It's just that his art just takes me out of it. Like, all the characters look alien. Yeah. Even the people on Earth look alien. It's something about the lips and the eyes. The eyes are dead. They're all dead eyes. They're all flat. <laughs> There's, like, no action in them. They're always the same shape, it seems. It's yeah. just... Oh, it just is so off-putting to me. And it was an interesting story of Sinestro being a Green Lantern again and Hal Jordan being sad sack Hal without a job and needs money to buy a car yeah. and get a cosine. And it's like, wow. Uh, it was a very interesting place to put that character after being like the golden boy of the DC universe up until now. And it's just like so bad. How to just... Oh, that art. That Mackie. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely I, understand that because I do get distracted, like you said, like the eyes and mm-hmm. his mouth, like the lips. Yeah. He puts more like attention into drawing the lips than any other part of that person's <laughs> anatomy. <laughs> and it's off-putting. So, yeah, I can understand that. It's like everybody's a shark. <laughs> staring at me with dead, dead eyes. But, I mean, those are the books that I'm buying. I mm-hmm. mean... Yeah. Predominantly, like, half of my pull list is Green Lantern stuff right now. Yeah, you the said other... about nine, and you're picking up four of them. And the, the other half is Batman family books. I mean, Batman, Nightwing, Teen mm-hmm. Titans, which I count in there, and then Red Hood and the Outlaws. And then I've got Justice League. John, what's your list? Uh, it's Demon Knight, Aquaman, and then DC Universe Presents with it, starting mm-hmm. up the new story arc, and Frankenstein, Maybe. <laughs> like I like I'm I'm picking up the new arc to see how I like it. If not, did you guys both drop Red Hood and the Outlaws? No, I'm oh, just yeah. it's on my list. Okay. I count that as my Batman family book. Okay. Yeah, I got Demon Knight, Wonder Woman, which I don't talk about enough because that is really strong. The Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing's a book I dropped. What? I haven't been enjoying it at all. Oh wow! It is talking about art that's off-putting. This both Swamp Thing and Animal Man. You know, uh, we got Yannick Peckett and uh, Trevor Foreman both doing really creepy, bloated characters that are just look diseased and gross, but it's what the story needs. And they've been just really strong. Resurrection Man, which I also put in that, just a book that I'm not getting anywhere else. Uh, Batwoman, which just has been so strong. It's you know, I, I kind of wish that, was it uh, Greg Rucka 
on it, you know, that he was still there just to see, like, where exactly he would go with it, but, you know, the both uh, really J.H. Cool. Williams and W. Hayden Blackman have been doing a very strong, yeah, and they're That's a really cool cover. J.H. Williams III is fantastic, like, mm-hmm. he's... Yeah, amazing. Like, I kind of want to flip through that after we finish recording, because I haven't read any of the Batwoman stuff since the first issue, because it wasn't a book that I was buying. They have to throw all the in-house ads to the very back of the book, because he does so many two-panel, you know, two-page splash panels that just can't be broken up because of how they, you know, how they work to tell the story. Action Comics is still really good, even though I think it did take a step back with telling the origin story again. Uh, again, and, yeah, and it even says again on the cover, <laughs> so they know. And there's nothing really that changed, other than oh, Crypto was in the Phantom Zone. No, okay. like he ends up in the Phantom Zone, Nightwing, which we and Batman, which we both talked quite know. a bit about, and then you know the other two that we've already talked about, Justice League Dark and I Vampire. Honestly, if it came down to it, and someone said you're only allowed to buy two DC books, it'd be Batman and Nightwing. Ooh. Like that's. I, I wouldn't even have to think about that choice. Nope. I would take a long, hard look at myself. Really? Yep. Yep. That's a surprise. And really think about it. Because I love I have Vampire right now, but, man, I wouldn't be able to talk to anybody about it. <laughs> <They're> like, Dude, <laughs> man, it's so good. You can only buy two, and you're not allowed to borrow anybody else's. Yeah. I'm going Batman and Nightwing. Like, as much as I love Green Lantern and, like, mm-hmm. consider myself a Green Lantern fan, I've always been a bigger Batman and... I, I agree it would be Batman, but I don't think I would pick up uh, pick up uh, Nightwing because I'm getting Batman. And Dick Grayson's been showing up plenty of Batman, so I, I feel like I'm getting my fix there. John? Uh, I would go Demon Knight and Red Hood and the Outlaws. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know who else I would pick up. I mean, you love Resurrection Man and yes. Animal Man. Yes. It would be oh, and boy. Action Comics is awesome, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, it would be tough. Paul uh, has no answer. answer. I have no answer. <laughs> I he's dropped the, 18 he's, books. He's also the one getting the most out of these. Isn't That's it? true. I, I'm picking up 11, you know, after that they first month. hook, line, and sinker. 31. That's three a week. That's <laughs> a lot. That's three a week. But yeah, wow. I'm glad that they haven't come out with five-month events, or week five events, you know. Yeah. Because that's one of the reasons why uh, Marvel took over that top spot in DC. Because that last week, Marvel uh, DC did not publish any books, so Marvel had a whole week off. Uh, yeah. So that's our thoughts, and that's what we're keeping from the new DCU. Please email us what your picks are. Contact at beckonboardcast.com. Or just, you know, put a comment down on the story of our post on the Facebook. On the Facebook! We check that probably the most often, and, yeah. uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Also, big thanks to our friend of the podcast, Ed, for leaving us a rating and a review <laughs> on the it, iTunes. What did it say? It said, podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, you know what? There's no better way to sum yeah. up our podcast. It's a podcast. It's, it's good. He gave us a five-star review. Hell so yeah, it's a good podcast. podcast. So, uh, yeah, please do the same. We'll give you a shout-out here on say, the podcast. Say something more than it's a podcast, because no. Ed's a friend of the show. You guys can't get away with that if you're not Ed. <laughs> no, I'll totally let you get away with that. I, I, I just love reading him. 
<laughs> Until next time, uh, keep it classy. <laughs>